Hey, writer friends. A quick announcement before we get started. JP and I will be speaking at the Career Author Summit in Nashville, Tennessee, September 18th and 19th. Tickets are still available. If you want to hear from the best in the business, why not join us for knowledge sharing, networking, and community? Or if you can't make it to Nashville, there's a virtual option as well. The last day to buy tickets is August 15th. The link to the conference is in the show notes. We'd love to see you there. From the Three Story Method Podcast Network. This is the Serial Fiction Show. I'm Christine Daigle. And I'm J.P. Reinbush. Welcome to another episode of the Reader Serial Fiction Show. Today, we've got a contemporary fiction story by Deb Hunter called Fables, a Tudor fairy tale. Henry VIII and Anne Boleyn, their love changed history. Max King and Daisy Colston, their hatred is ruining a film. Each plays a role in what is supposed to be a blockbuster about the Tudor love affair. A chance encounter at a tarot shop could seal their destiny. Some love stories last forever. Some are tragic, some are magic. Deb Hunter writes history and fiction using traditional and independent publishing platforms. In the business world, she has negotiated multi-million dollar sales contracts as a consultant for international corporations. Her accomplishments include selling approximately 100,000 books and short stories, receiving numerous awards and one Pulitzer Prize nomination, as well as having articles featured in magazines and newspapers. Her 2018 history work, Sexuality and Its Impact on History, The British Strip Bear, reached numerous number one spots. It launched via Pen and Sword Books, one of the oldest history and publishers in the UK. That same year, she was diagnosed with stage 4 cancer. Although she has lived her entire life in Georgia and Tennessee, her sense of adventure has led to extensive travel to more than 80 countries around the globe. She has been associated with groups as prestigious as the Royal Historical Society UK, Society of Authors UK, American Historical Association, and several U.S. Civil War Societies and Roundtables, and a member of Women Writers, Women's Books Since 2015. Deb remains creatively engaged and gains a great deal of strength from her Scottish-born husband, her historical pursuits, and her social media following. And now, a sample of Fables, a Tudor fairy tale, episode one. 52 Perseverance by Deb Hunter. Max King is the most arrogant prick I've ever met in my life. I cannot believe we have to work together. He comes in shining like the sun, and it feels as if I'm the only one who can see through him. Sure, he has a charm that women fall for, and he is impeccable in the way that that only an Englishman can be. But good God, otherwise what an absolute fake asshole he is. Maybe if he would act like somebody, as my grandmother used to say, I would like him better, but that's highly doubtful. He's just everything I despise. He does look like a king, but I still don't understand why they put him in a project this important. He can't act. This should be my big break, and instead, it feels like I'm treading water and going backward all at the same time. He won't rehearse, misses his cues, and he usually reeks of alcohol. We're just too different from two different worlds. 
I look around and the room has been decorated for the spectacle with huge candles and torches. It had to cost a fortune. A specially constructed green castle stood at one end, glistening from the lighting. Its three towers were covered in tiny pieces of foil, giving it a sense of enchantment. In its towers, eight of us stood, all dressed in white satin. My dark wig felt heavy and itchy, but hopefully this won't take too long. I really like playing Anne Boleyn. I can't even remember at this point exactly who he's supposed to be, maybe ardent desires, as he starts attacking our fort on the end of the castle. It's difficult not to giggle as he and his lords throw oranges, dates, and other fruits at us. He was sleeping with my onset sister, and I could sense their attraction even though the lights were low. So first off, I just wanted to start talking about what I really enjoyed about the first episode. And I just love the enemies to lovers vibe that I was getting from this story. I'm always a huge fan of enemies to lovers and of course, a strong, ambitious female lead. So I'm really looking forward to reading more of this story. I just wanted to start by asking what inspired you to write this? I am a huge Tudor England, Tudor Britain fan. and. I wanted to do something different where my cancer patient, it's very difficult to research when you're going through chemo, which I'm getting a break from that right now, but I didn't want to get involved in actual history because it is so hard to document and you have to get into those primary sources. And I thought, well, I'll just make something up using the Anne Boleyn, Henry VIII's love story, but I'll, I'll do it in a fictional format. So the easiest way, I I tried it two or three different ways, and the easiest way seemed to be just to mix that history in with fiction by having two actors that were on a film set. And of course, film sets are known for the drama, literally, between the players. So I thought that would be the ideal place to have people from two cultures playing two lovers, but they couldn't really get along at all so that's that's where it came from you know how writers are we we find inspiration in the strangest things <laughs> uh, i saw that you had a handful of books with tudor fiction so what is your favorite thing to explore when it comes to that genre my favorite thing personally is how they used astrology astrology was a science and people actually studied it at oxford and cambridge like john d everyone's heard mm-hmm. of john d the original 007 Um, he studied astrology and that's how he became one of Elizabeth One's advisors. It was considered a science. And what they would do, if you became sick, they would do an astrology chart for the moment you became sick. And they used it. They thought they were using the stars. And I, I find it fascinating that things have changed so much, but they were very devout in their religious beliefs. So it wasn't like it is today where an astrology chart is something you might get if you're desperate and want to know what's going on or if you just want to play. It, it was a very serious science at that time. And um, most of my career has been in pharmaceuticals. So that science blends into my own personal interest. And that's my favorite. Thank you awesome. for asking. Yeah, no, um, I know John D because he is a founder of like Enochian, what they call magic, uh, like angel 
craft and it's so fascinating to see all of the like ma- quote unquote magic squares that they used for like that sort of spiritualistic side it's super fun it, it really is and um he he was i've only found this out about a year and a half ago when he signed his letters to queen elizabeth one he would sign them with two o's and a seven so that's literally what ian fleming based james bond's 007 on so he's still influencing us to this day awesome that's really neat so do you (laughs) take astrology seriously now at all in your own life what's your sign are you true to that sign Oh, I'm I'm a Leo, so I, whether I like it or not, I think I'm true to that sign. You can just tell from my hair, but do I look at my astrology chart every day? No, I have I have no idea. So um, I've had one done in the past, but it was just for fun. But yeah, I'll research it to find out how they thought about it 500 years ago. But for me today, not so much. No, not really. But great question. When it comes to the serial, do you have everything planned out? Or do you think that audience participation is going to play a role in where the story goes? I personally, with my story, I think audience participation is going to have something to do with it. I'm going to have to work in the actual story of Henry and Anne. So my history people will have something. And history people always have an opinion. So that will weigh in. Fiction people will be like, well, I love Anne Boleyn. I love the Tudors. You know, I'll, I'm going to get that aspect too. Um, but I have an idea of where, where it's going overall. So, but I do like writing the episodes. I have to tell you, I find that very refreshing. Instead of having to sit out and write a novel, you know, just sit down. I can pump out 1,500 words in an hour on a good day. So I'm finding that part of Vela very fun. Thanks for asking. Excellent. So what is one thing about this story that you want listeners to know or to be excited about? I think the fact that there are different cultures interweaving. My husband is British and we were just talking last night about how as Americans, we think the British are like us. They just sound different (laughs) and they're not like us at all. They're British and we're American and it's, they spell words differently. They use words differently. Um, and you can say things and they'll mean something totally different there than they do here. And it can really set up a great culture clash without people even realizing it in, in a fun way, of course. But we are two different cultures. So it's, it's a good place to come from as a writer because there's a lot to play with. So you've mentioned that you've done a little research in astrology and now you're you're talking um with cultures as well what what does that research look like when you go into making these kinds of stories uh, that culture looks like talking to my husband <laughs> and finding out how he would feel if he was that character that's looking on this so um asking him his insight and what he thinks about my my male main male character so he's been giving me, I hate to give it away, but I thank my very good friend. My very good friend is my husband, <laughs> but he didn't want a big name. So he's been wonderful to say, no, let, let's try this with the character. So that's my research. Yeah, go right to the source. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk about primary sources. <laughs> yeah. So 
You have the two main characters, the narrator and her love interest. Do you have a favorite character that's developing in this serial? I really like Daisy. I like the fact that she's so nice to everybody's face, but in her mind, she's talking about them. <laughs> you know, nobody can do anything good enough for Daisy because she is so ambitious. And I do like that about her. I like that running narrative in her head about how, how everybody's just getting on their nerves, but she thinks this is going to be her big break. So, yeah, I think that's kind of the way it would be. Um, I'm looking forward to developing her previous lover. I think he's going to be a real rascal. Um, and I introduced a new character at the end of episode three, who is the Grand Duke. And I think he's going to be an interesting, and, and these are all fictional people, of course, but I think it's going to be interesting to see how he comes into this as well. So, and that's what I like about episodes because you can kind of roam. If you watch TV, you can see how, you know, somebody comes in and they might make an appearance, but then it might be next season before they come back. So it gives you a lot of room to play doesn't it? Yeah, a lot of threads to follow. Yes, exactly. But yeah, I think Daisy and the psychic so far are my two favorites. I think Lady Desiree is gonna, she's, she's got some stuff planned there, some magic. So I can't wait to see what she does. <laughs> it was so fun to be in the mind of the main character um, and just feel that kind of like what's behind the screen. What kind of things are you wanting readers to feel while they're reading this? I want them to get a sense of what goes on in someone's mind um, when they're filming. I'm, I'm not an actress, but I have taken acting classes. And I know how it feels to stand there and wait for other people to do their part. Um, and then you come in with yours. And I tried to blend that in to give them a feeling of what it's like on a set. Which is hard to do because with episodic fiction, you don't really go into the heavy description like you do in a novel. So you just have to give them, you know, I could, I could feel the sweat from, from the heavy costume running down my back. You, you know, you have to just kind of, you know, my, my makeup's melting. You have to do things like that to give them a feeling of how it is on set instead of describing everything. So that's been different. Yeah, I, I definitely can say that even it being a serial, I got that feeling. So you definitely hit that note. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, 100%. So you talk about living in both Georgia and in Tennessee. Uh, does any of that setting come into play in your serial or is that influenced in any way or where is the set? It is set in New Orleans, which again has its own personality, doesn't it? So, and I thought about putting it in, in Nashville. But I thought, no, New Orleans is more fun, and, and there is a lot of filming down there. Um, my main character, Daisy, is from Georgia, so um, she can easily go into, where she's an actress, she can go into any accent, of course, but I do love the way she falls into her own vernacular, and, and that way I get to rock without somebody editing me, <laughs> So, um, at, which is great for Bella. Because, you know, you get, need to get those episodes up. Although I am using an editor, I have to say that. There's been a lot of questions about that out there. I use a content editor. So she's helping me keep everything clean 
but I do get to write Daisy in our vernacular. So, so that's fun. This is a very broad question, but what is one thing you haven't explored yet that you plan to explore in either this serial or in any upcoming works? I look forward to seeing if Daisy and Max actually like each other or if they're going to continue to. If, I'm curious to see if it's going to be like the flip side of Burton Taylor. You know, Burton and Taylor were known for having these horrible fights on set and then making up. I'm curious to see if Max and Daisy just have these big fights and keep blaming each other for delays in filming um, or if they're actually going to become lovers. Because, you know, sometimes that, that hate, some, it triggers the opposite emotion. It's really interesting in the human psyche, isn't it? Sometimes you can hate someone so much, it's like, it's like a rubber band. You, the people fall in love with each other. So I'm curious to see if that happens with these two or if it just if it's like the storm that's currently brewing off New Orleans, if their dislike of each other just gets bigger and bigger. So that's what I'm looking forward to exploring. Thank you for asking. That's awesome. I was looking forward to that as well. I know at the end of the, the episode, she says she's going to teach him a lesson, but she has so much cognitive dissonance about you know, trying to get her big break and do what she's supposed to do, but also wants to show him what's what. So I am excited to see if she, if he's going to learn a lesson from her. I love that about her because she is just, she's going to have it her way by, by, by God. So I do love that about Daisy, that she's going to take time out of her day to teach this guy that she doesn't even know. She's going to teach him a lesson. And I don't know where that came from, but I love that sentence. <laughs> I, I think that that's really an exciting part about Vela is the way that you mentioned that you don't know where these characters are going to go yet because you're still writing it. What part do you like most about writing serial fiction? Is it that or is it something else? Right now, what I'm enjoying is that I can sit down, let's say when, when we finish this, it may trigger something. I can go pick up my computer, jot out a thousand words, two thousand words, send them to my editor, and I can put them on Vela tomorrow. I don't have to wait until I get 50,000 words and launch a novel. I can just go ahead and put it on Vela. I am finding that so refreshing, and I'm hoping this turns into a novella that I, I can eventually sell. But if it doesn't, I'm fine with just having fun with these characters and having an idea of my art. But Really, I'm going to let the characters tell the story. And that's how I'm using it. I know some people have 90, 100 things I've already uploaded, but mine's kind of like, okay, here's what I wrote today. <laughs> Let's put this up and, and see what happens and what's going to happen next. So I'm just kind of, I'm a free spirit, and that's the way I'm using my Bella, just to explore my own creativity. But great question. Thank you. I think that's a great plan. So I'm very excited to see where the rest of your serial goes. And I just want to say thank you for joining us today. Oh, well, thank you so much. This has been so fun and I appreciate your time. Yes, thank you so much for joining us. Um, it was an excellent conversation. Our thanks today to Deb Hunter for letting us share their episode. If you liked it, you can read their first three episodes free on Kindle Vela. The link is in the show notes. Also, if you're a writer, we have a companion podcast, The Writer's Serial Fiction Show, where we talk to authors about their stories and discuss the elements of writing 
compelling serial fiction. Finally, we want to thank you for listening to the Reader's Serial Fiction Show. If you know someone who might enjoy the show, send them your favorite episode link. And if you want, leave an Apple podcast review. We read all of them and use your suggestions. You also can leave us a comment on SerialFictionShow.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks, and we'll see you next time with another Serial Fiction episode. And And that's that's a wrap. wrap. I'm going to drink my water in a weird bottle. Oh, my goodness. Mine matches. And yours matches it yours. It does. Darkness Mine doesn't here. match. I'm, oh, I'm, well. There's some red in it. <laughs> well, you're still doing the 4th of July thing. There you go. With the red pot. That's it. There you go. Yeah. It, it really is. Look at it. That's blue. Wow.